Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I'm your host, John June. This is episode 189 of the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, week two recap, studs and jags, injury injuries, news, waivers, you know we got you covered, all of it, so we're going to break it all down. It's a solo pod today, uh, Greg can't join us this Monday evening, so your boy's here, but this is nothing, yeah, we got this, so you're in good hands, as you already know, so... Let's start breaking everything down. Week two in the books, almost in the books. Monday night, record, Monday night football is recording right now as we speak. Um, gonna break down the studs and jags, like I mentioned. Jags, just the guys, guys that could have you could have literally picked anybody up off waivers and put them in your lineup. So that's what we're gonna go through here. Quarterback studs, starting with. The quarterback won on the week. Kyler Murray. What a thrilling game that was between the Arizona Cardinals and Minnesota Vikings. Kyler Murray comes in here 29 of 36, 400 passing yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Also added five carries for 31 yards and one touchdown on the ground. Good for 33.1 fantasy points. Look, man, Kyler's been on a roll. He's he's like he's been killing it. So not going to, uh, to, you know, I'm pretty much going to expect this, you know, going to expect it every week. Last week he was on a roll until he got the shoulder injury. So pretty much just going to expect this week to week from Kyler. It's glad, you know, it's good to see the Cardinals winning. I was one that didn't think that Cliff Kingsbury, um, you know, I was high on him his first year in the league, but not so much these last couple years. And so, um, you know, this year he, you know, it looks like the Cardinals are 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 making uh some noise in in a loaded NFC West division. So, moving on to the QB two on the week, that would be quarterback Lamar Jackson. Eighteen of twenty six, two hundred thirty nine passing yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Also added sixteen carries and one hundred and seven yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Good for thirty two point two six fantasy points. Lamar was just all one. I mean, you know, Greg kind of said it. We talked about it on, on, uh, you know, during the breakdown of this game. Lamar is going to have to go hero ball, and and he did it. He went. He, they, you know, the Ravens were aggressive in this game. Something I've criticized them for in the past when it comes to having played Kansas City is not being aggressive enough, and they did that. Um, you know, I I was really excited to see the performance here from Lamar, uh, and and you know, the game was exciting. It, it, in and of itself and to see you know the Ravens finally get over that hump and get that win definitely exciting to see that so unless you're a Chiefs fan but moving on to the QB3 on the week and that would be my quarterback start of the week Tom Brady 24 of 36 276 yards five touchdowns through the air Tom Brady threw and then you know uh had a, had a fumble, but, you know, we don't really care about that when you throw five touchdowns. But 29.64 fantasy points in a a game against Atlanta. Um, 
which the actually the game was much closer than the score kind of indicates. You know, it was 48-25, but, uh, you know, Atlanta, uh, Matt Ryan threw two pick sixes, like back-to-back to Mike Edwards, a, a safety for Tampa Bay. So uh, it's a pretty wild game there, too. Moving on to the rounding out the top 12 here, uh, Daniel Jones from Thursday Night Football, the QB4, Kirk Cousins, QB5, Derek Carr, the QB6, Patrick Mahomes, the QB7, Russell Wilson, the QB8, Jalen Hurts, the QB9, Teddy Bridgewater, the QB10, Taylor Heineke, the QB11, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, the QB12. Things that stick out to me out of this top 12 here. Uh, Daniel Jones, again, uh, back-to-back weeks as a QB1, also nine carries for 95 yards. That's definitely impressive. So, um, you know, he's a guy we'll probably talk about later in this segment, uh, maybe a little tease there. Uh, Kirk Cousins continuing to get it done. Uh, killed my stream of the week defense, though, against Arizona. But getting it done, um, you know, like I've been saying, basically all, you know, from all season to now, Kirk Cousins is is the sleeper quarterback that you want. He is the guy uh, that is going to go last in your drafts, but will finish as a top 12 quarterback uh, almost every week. And TJ Hawkinson just made a sick catch in the back of the end zone. So if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, but forgive me for every time I glance over and cause I'm watching Monday night football as I record this solo pod. So um Derek Carr also coming in as a QB six. You know, I was telling Greg off the air um, that I feel like Derek Carr is almost matchup proof. Like it doesn't not because he's better than all the matchups. It's just that he the Raiders have an offense where they're going to throw the football so much that Derek Carr is just through volume alone is going to get um, he's going to put up fantasy. He's going to put up productive weeks in games where you really probably don't expect him to. So uh, obviously I didn't expect him to do it against Pittsburgh. I should have taken my own advice there, but yeah, I don't know. There's just something about Derek Carr in this offense where uh, he's going to get this volume week to week. And then Jalen Hurts, who didn't have the best day passing, uh, 8, 12 of 23, 190 yards, um, you know, it's 52% of his passes. But as we always say, the rushing, the rushing, the rushing, give me those legs, 10 of 82 and a touchdown there for Jalen Hurts. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, my quarterback stream of the week, also getting it done there is the QB 10 against Jacksonville. And then Taylor Heineke, who I think is going to, Perform well with this Washington job, uh, you know, playing coming as the QB 11 against the Giants. And so rounding out the honorable mentions here, Sam Darnold coming in as the quarterback 13, uh, playing well in Carolina. Carson Wentz, the quarterback 14. Uh, that was a pretty good performance for somebody who didn't even finish the game and had a couple turnovers. Um, and then Baker Mayfield, who also didn't finish his game. Uh, came in as the quarterback 15 on the week. And so um, rounding out these not-so-great performances here, the Jags of the week, the just the guys, uh, Josh Allen did not have a great performance. Ryan Tannehill 
also did not have a a great performance there. Um, Justin Herbert, Greg's quarterback star of the week, was not great this week. Uh, that that whole game wasn't great. Dak was also he also flamed out in that game as well. Um, you know the over under on that game was fifty five and a half. Ends up at thirty seven. The, the final total was so. Definitely not a great game. Uh, both these defenses played much better than I think a lot of a lot of people were anticipating. Um, Matt Ryan uh, didn't play too poorly, and from I mean, it was, the overall quarterback's position uh, was was pretty good. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback twelve, and he scored nineteen and a half you know fantasy points. So uh, overall, quarterback scoring on the week was was pretty good, and so. You know, um, Matt Ryan's 16 points wasn't all that crazy. It could have been worse considering the matchup. And that was also when you consider that he had two interceptions. So if you play in like a minus two interception league, that's like minus four points. So he would have had a 20 point week, which would have put him at the quarterback 12 here. So uh, all in all, it was it was OK. I know the sky was falling for some for Matt Ryan, but we're OK here. Um the running back studs of the week, man. And it starts with one man, Derek Henry. Uh, people may, may have panicked last week. We said it. He had the volume. I'm not panicking with Derek Henry. We're not panicking. This guy is going to continue to get that work. And 35 carries, 182 rushing yards, and three touchdowns for King Henry. But here's the best part. Six receptions on six targets um there's a trend here derrick henry's getting involved in the pass game had three targets in week one two catches he gets six targets here six catches 55 yards i mean this is what you want from derrick henry this is if it wasn't if it was if he was getting this reception work he would be in the conversation for the number one number two guy overall Uh, i mean as early as when i did my projections i had him as my number two guy mainly because of the rushing. But if you're getting this right here, this is this is good stuff, man. This is really good stuff. 47.7 PPR points on the week here for King Henry. The RB2 on the week, Christian McCaffrey, 24 carries, 72 rushing yards, one touchdown, also added five catches on six targets for 65 yards, 24.7 PPR points. What can you say? This guy even missed some time for cramping. Christian McCaffrey, CMC, he's the he's the man, man. You this is the guy that you want in your lineups. Of course, you know that. You don't need me to tell you that. But this is why you spent the number, the 101 on CMC. Moving on to the RB3 on the week. Cordero Patterson. Seven carries for 11 yards and a rushing touchdown. Also added six targets for five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown two touchdowns Cordell Patterson looks good playing running back I mean he looked good last week looked good this week he's getting involved especially as a pass catcher too uh we're going to talk about Cordell Patterson later I I promise you that uh Tony Pollard the RB4 that was an interesting one Austin Eckler the RB5 J.D. McKissick the RB6 Najee Harris, the RB7, James White, the RB8, Ezekiel Elliott, the RB9, Daryl Henderson, the RB10, Devin Singletary, 11, 
and Nick Chubb tying with Dalvin Cook for the RB12 there with 16.8 PPR points. So out of this top 12, what really sticks out to me, uh, Tony Pollard getting uh, worked in there with Ezekiel Elliott finishing higher than him with fantasy points, also was more productive than him in the game. Um, you know, had over 100 yards rushing, averaged 8.4 yards a carry to Zeke's 4.4, uh, had three receptions as well on three targets for 31 yards to Zeke's 26 yards. Um, Tony Pollard, I think this was just a, like a hot hand kind of thing. I, I, you know, I, I obviously he looked good and he was playing well, but, um, you know, I, I just think that this was a team that in week one, they threw the ball 58 times. In week two, they they ran it 29 times. Uh, I think that this is just this was just the, the matchup that they decided to go with. So there will be weeks like this within the offense. I think Tony Pollard probably earned a bigger role. If you know if you're the the Cowboys coaching staff, you probably feel like you have to play Tony Pollard a little bit more, considering you know uh, his performance in this game and what he's done previously as well. So don't think that this is going to be a situation that um, goes away anytime soon. Um, Austin Eckler, good to see him get nine targets. That was something that we talked about leading up to this matchup. Was the zero target, zero route game a nature of the hamstring, or was that a trend? It was clearly a nature of the hamstring there. Back to business with Austin Eckler. So that's got to be fantastic news there if you if you are an Austin Eckler manager. Um, J.D. McKissick, he that's a role that we thought was gone after week one. Don't know what that was about, the utilization not being there in week one, but it was there in week two when he got six targets. And so that's going to be a thorn in the side for Antonio Gibson managers who were expecting him to be a three down player coming into this season. Uh, Najee Harris was good to see him get in there in the top 12 after a, a rough week one. Didn't get it done on the ground. Um, you know, five catches, 43 yards and a touchdown was able to get it done. And, and that's what you want. I think, you know, if there's a Najee Harris manager out there that's panicking, uh, I would be willing to to go send some trade offers over there because Najee Harris is only going to get better as the season gets going. As he sees more work. You know, we saw that same thing with Jonathan Taylor last year. I think we see a similar thing with Najee Harris here. Um and then Devin Singletary is a guy that we spoke about on the show, uh, was seeing um, a bulk of the work. Zach Moss was still active, but Devin Singletary looked good, had a long touchdown run as well. So, you know, I think that this is probably something that continues going forward with Devin Singletary here. Uh, moving on to the Jags, Elijah Mitchell, that was my running back start of the week, um, had 17 carries, but, you know, suffered a stinger, um, a stinger injury. So there was that, but. You know, he 42 carries on 17, 42 rushing yards on 17 carries. Not great efficiency there and what, what I thought was a good matchup. So, um, you know, a lot of things go into that, but uh, definitely going to see how this backfield goes, uh, plays out going forward with some injuries that have happened. So uh, Chase Edmonds, uh, Greg started the week. He was he was OK. He was, you know, RB2, but, you know, I think we expected more here. Uh, probably yeah, like a running back 15 finish or something like that. But um, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, the Denver running backs who had a great matchup against Jacksonville, neither one of them 
really did anything spectacular. Uh, Miles Gaskin, uh, definitely not what you expect from him, uh, and neither Jonathan Taylor either. So although Jonathan Taylor did get did get stuffed at the goal line on like I think it was three or four consecutive plays, it was pretty ridiculous. So definitely uh, know that the the intent is there with Jonathan Taylor. Moving on to the wide receiver position, Cooper Cup, the wide receiver one on the week, 36.8 PPR points, nine catches, 11 targets, 163 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Cooper Cup was just a man in this one. He absolutely dominated the Indianapolis Colts, and there was absolutely nothing they could do to to, to really stop him. He has a 38% target share over the last two weeks. Um, Matthew Stafford absolutely loves him. So continue to start Cooper Cup every week. Obviously, you don't need me to tell you that, but definitely excited about Cooper Cup. That's, you know, that's one of my guys there. Uh, Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver two on the week. He's doing it again. He's doing it again, Tyler Lockett is. And, uh, you know, I can't be happier because the shares I do have, I'm excited. I'm kind of sad I don't have more. Eight catches, 11 targets. 178 receiving yards, one touchdown, uh, 31.8 PPR points there. Uh, and then there's Terry McLaurin, man, uh, 14 catches on 11 targets, 107 yards and a touchdown, 27.7 PPR points. I mean, if there was – I wish I had spent out some trade offers for Terry McLaurin after the Ryan Fitzpatrick injury because I definitely believe in Taylor Heineke. This one is is uh, if you have Terry McLaurin and you were upset about the Taylor Heineke loss, like or the Ryan Fitzpatrick loss, like this has to be very encouraging for you. Um, rounding out the top twelve here: Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, Rondale Moore, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. We'll say that Brand, Brandon Cooks, Henry Ruggs the third, Mike Williams. DJ Moore and Freddie Swain. Things that stick out to me, obviously, my wide receiver start of the week and Mike Williams being in that top 10. That's nice. Hollywood Brown, he's earned it back. Six for 60. Uh, sorry, six for 113 and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, he's been on a roll his last seven, eight games. Has Detroit coming this week. So uh, there's a, a good matchup there. So definitely. Somebody you probably want in your lineups next week. Um, Rondell Moore, obviously, you know, we've been talking about him for what feels like forever now. I mean, I feel like I've been talking about him forever. If you've been listening to this since we've been talking Dynasty, you know, Rondell Moore is my guy. Uh, so Henry Ruggs, excited to see him up here. Uh, you know, gave up on him after a week because uh, that's how the, you know, sometimes we grow impatient here, especially with those later round picks, but Henry Ruggs definitely is uh, showing that explosiveness that we expected to see from him in year two. And then Corlin's son, man, our guy, our dog, man, just the alpha, a grown man, nine catches on 12 targets, 159 yards, didn't even score a touchdown, man, had 20, almost 25 PPR points. Man is a dog. So, Continue to ride with uh, with our guy, Cortland Sutton. 
And some honorable mentions here. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I'm sorry if anybody dropped MPJ, man, because of what I said. I'm sorry. Had a phenomenal game here. Saw 12 targets in this one. Over 100 receiving yards. Uh, was just playing the role of, of the alpha here for the Indianapolis Colts, which is what we expected from him in year two. Uh, Deontay Johnson, another phenomenal, another 10 double-digit target week here from the third-year wide receiver. Uh, and then Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones both making their impacts felt in week two. Uh, moving on to the Jags on the week, uh, Allen Robinson, man, dropped a nice touchdown. Justin Fields put it right in the breadbasket, uh, just couldn't come down with it. Uh, didn't, you know, 10 PPR points, that's not good enough from A-Rob, man. Uh, DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, uh, Devontae Smith. I mean, the Tyreek Hill one, that, that one kind of sucks, right? Because you're like, oh, this high-scoring game. It was like over 70 points in that game, 71 points. And you're like, oh, this is fantastic. You know, if I found out it was a 71-point game and I had Tyreek Hill, like I go check the score. I'm like, I'm like, yo, he should have like, you know, at least 20 points. Dude ends up with like three or four points. I don't even remember what it was, three or five points, something like that. I, I was just upset. Um, and then Devontae Smith, um, you know, that whole pretty much, if you unless you were Jalen Hurts, you did not have a great day in Philadelphia. Um, moving on to the tight end position, the studs of the week, Travis Kelsey, the number one guy on the week, uh, seven catches, 109 yards and the touchdown there. The touchdown was crazy too. I mean, it was like a 40 yard touchdown, 46 yard touchdown. And he just put on the, the jets. Travis Kelsey did just weaving and juking people a wild touchdown. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. But, um, you know, it feels like 2010 right now. Gronk is the tight end two here. Uh, four catches, 80, uh, 39 yards, sorry, two touchdowns. And then uh, that's good for 19.9 PPR points. I mean, Travis, uh, sorry, Travis Kelsey. Gronk here is definitely back. I think he's Vintage Gronk again, back with Brady. Uh, I would expect this to continue. He's an every week starter at the tight end position right now. Max Williams, the tight end three on the week. I don't know what to make of this. Uh, seven catches on seven targets. 100, or sorry, 94 receiving yards. I keep reading the percentages off as yards. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, 94 receiving yards here. 16.4 PPR points. I really don't know what to make of this. Uh, do we pick up Max Williams and start him going forward? I, I honestly, I can't say that we do that. But um, if you're desperate, if you're in a tight end premium league, you're in a two tight end league, I would I would look into it for sure. But if you're playing in your you know standard PPR 12 person league, 14 person league, I don't know if I'm rushing to pick up Max Williams. I'll have to check. The, I'll have to check this one out. Um, do some more digging throughout the week. But rounding out this top twelve here, Jack Doyle coming in as the tight end four. No fan. Greg started the week coming in as the tight end five. Kyle Pitts coming in as the tight end six. Darren Waller coming in as the tight end seven. 
Foster Moreau, the tight end eight, Mark Andrews, the tight end nine, Dawson Knox, the tight end 10, Logan Thomas, the tight end 11, and Austin Hooper coming in as a tight end 12. Some uh, honorable mentions here. There are none. Not the Jags of the week. Um, George Kittle, Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, Dawson, or sorry, not Dawson Knox, but uh, Cole Komet, uh, Jared Cook, Dalton Schultz, I think I think I said him already. Dallas Goddard, uh, all of these guys end up as as the Jags on the uh, and these are guys I know we usually say like oh we don't expect anything from them, but you know George Kittle we expect things from him. Jared Cook he was not just Greg Stream of the week, but he was a, somebody that I wanted even to make my start of the week. Uh, you know just didn't that game was just a complete dud and so my stream of the week at the tight end position and. Don Schultz ends up as a dud as well. Uh, and Dallas Goddard, like we spoke about, everybody in Philadelphia was a dud, unless you're Jalen Hurts. So um, let's get to the injury news here. And Jarvis Landry, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, he has an MCL sprain. He's going to miss somewhere between three, three to six weeks, uh, according to Dr. Edwin Poros on his injury insights. Uh, website. You definitely should check that out through Fantasy Points. It's it's a very useful uh, tool. It's it's almost like MB, NBC Football Edge. It just has all of uh, all of the the injury news kind of curated in one spot like that, uh, and it's all players and and all offensive players for that matter. So, um, Trey Sermon, he's in concussion protocol. So we'll see how he does. Uh, Jermichael Hasty suffered uh, a high ankle sprain, so he could miss the next couple of weeks. Um, Elijah Mitchell suffered a stinger, uh, so definitely have to just check his practice, his uh, you know his uh, practice status throughout the week, and see if he's somebody that is going to be eligible to play on Sunday. And so uh, Daryl Henderson suffered a rib injury, so you know depending on his pain tolerance, he might be able to play, but could be out the next uh, two to four weeks potentially. And then Deontay Johnson suffered a, a knee injury. According to Adam Schefter, it's not expected to be long-term. So, you know, definitely have to see what his availability will be like this week. Um, you know, he had to be helped off the field by trainers and, and teammates and things. And so uh, it's definitely something to monitor for sure. And then quarterback Carson Wentz for the Philadelphia Eagles or Philadelphia Eagles for the Indianapolis Colts suffered an ankle injury. So we're waiting to see how serious that is uh, and if he's somebody that can potentially come back. Um, moving on to the waivers, let's get to that. And I'm not going to go in. I'm going to try to go in order of guys that I, w- I would take first um but i'm just going to talk through each situation uh the first guy i want to talk about is sony michelle uh he's rostered in 60 percent of yahoo leagues he could potentially get an opportunity to be the rams lead back it's not a great matchup next week as they face off against the tampa bay buccaneers but this is a good offense that there should be a lot of points and I think that 
in a in a day where there's no running backs, I think Sony Michelle can definitely help you out. I would probably prioritize him in more of a um half PPR league than in than PPR, but he's somebody that if you need help at running back, 60% of leagues, uh, he was dropped a lot in a lot of leagues recently after not being involved in week one. Um because if Daryl Henderson's out. You don't know how long he can be out for, right? You play running back. If he plays, you know, he plays running back, so rib injury, that can that can be, you know, if it's pain tolerance, that can keep him out for a while. You take hits at running back, that's something that can get aggravated. So, you know, it's definitely something that I think should be noted here. And I think Sony Michelle should should he's somebody you should definitely look to add to your roster. Gets Arizona, gets Seattle. Uh, and then the Giants as well. So that's like three really good matchups for the next four after Tampa Bay. So definitely would look to to add Sony Michelle if I could. Um, Tony Pollard, 54% of leagues, again, got 16 touches in week two, has an opportunity here uh, to be the, the change of pace back for the Dallas Cowboys. And so – he, you know he's involved in the pass game. Plus he's got that built-in upside where it's just something happens to Zeke that you can roster Tony that you can you know potentially get the the Cowboys number one running back, which would be very very valuable in this day and age. So definitely would look to get Tony Pollard on my team as well. Uh, actually, I would probably put Tony Pollard ahead of Sony Michelle just because you know you're you're getting a really good you're getting a player from a really good offense, and then you're also getting that built-in upside where if something happens to Zeke that you know what Tony Pollard could potentially be. Um, Cordell Patterson, uh, that's a a very interesting one, rostered in 15% of leagues. Uh, He's a guy that has wide receiver and running back eligibility, so that's obviously very helpful if you suffer from bye weeks or things like that. But this is a guy that has a role in the offense. He's been getting involved in the pass game, and – He's looked good at in his opportunities to play running back. I've been saying this for like over a year now since last year when he was in Chicago, uh, even before that, actually. I've been saying he should be playing running back. But either way, that's not the point. The point is Cordell Patterson is playing running back right now. He looks good doing it. He's involved as a receiver. Uh, if you play in return yardage leagues or he's the, the, the Falcons starting kick returner. And then also if something happens to Mike Davis, he could potentially be the starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, James White only rostered in 42% of Yahoo leagues. This is a guy that obviously we've been talking about with Mac Jones being the starting running back or Mac Jones being the starting quarterback that he could potentially be the uh, back into his role that we're familiar with him being in with catching passes out of the backfield. And he did that again on Sunday, was also involved, uh, also got uh, a rushing touchdown as well. Um, Michael Carter, 50% of Yahoo leagues. Obviously, we've spoken about Michael Carter before. Uh, Michael Carter, the New York Jets. He looked good on Sunday, had 11 carries, uh, also was involved in the pass game. He's a guy that can end up being a three-down back for the Jets, uh, you know, some not he'll probably cap out somewhere around 15, 16 touches, but he's a guy that will have an opportunity 
to be the to be the guy. He was the fourth round pick this year. He's this coaching staff's guy, and he's a guy that I, you you all know. I'm a very I'm very high on as a player. I think very highly of Michael Carter, and I think so. If he's available in your league, I think you should make that move to go get him. So if I'm prioritizing these guys, it'd probably be um, if I'm in a, I'll do a PPR league because that's what we're talking about on this show. It would be Tony Pollard, then it would be James White, then it would be Sony Michelle, then it would be Cordell Patterson, and then it would be Michael Carter. Actually, I might flip Michael Carter. No, I would leave it the way it is. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver position, in terms of waivers, uh, Hollywood Brown, 66% rostered. I know he's probably rostered in a lot of leagues, but he's a guy that that was available in a lot of leagues because, you know, name fatigue with Hollywood Brown, with Marquise Brown, but gets to go up against Detroit next week. So if he's available in your league, you should definitely look to add him and and start him against the Detroit Lions here. Michael Pittman Jr., uh, if you dropped him because I told you to, uh, I'm sorry, but make sure you go pick him back up. Um, you know, Regardless of the injury with Carson Wentz, Michael Pittman Jr. is the alpha here. Uh, played well in a, in a bad matchup, so I'm definitely thinking that you want to get Michael Pittman back. Uh, Sterling Shepard. 57% rostered, uh, had a, has a matchup coming up against Atlanta. So, you know, that's been a bad defense and one to target through two weeks. And so I think Sterling Shepard is a guy that you're going to want to get on your rosters, especially in PPR leagues. He's seeing a high number of targets. Just remember, as Saquon Barkley gets healthier, once Evan Ingram gets back healthy, um, you know, Kenny Galladay and, 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 and Daniel Jones continue to, to work out their chemistry. Sterling Shepard's not going to see this large volume of targets every single week. So be mindful of that when you are looking to pick him up. Um, Rondell Moore, I mean, you've been listening to this, so you probably have Rondell Moore. I, we didn't even bring him up last week on waivers because you should have Rondell Moore on your teams. But I'm going to bring him up now because he's only rostered in 34% of Yahoo leagues. So that's a very low amount. Go pick Rondell Moore up. Uh, obviously was the, was a top five wide receiver this week, had over 100 receiving yards. Um, the dude is just a yak machine. And wait till he plays more snaps. I mean, not saying that he'll do this, he'll do more, but it'll be more consistent, uh, which, granted, it's only been two weeks, but um, you know, I think that you'll see more consistency, potentially more touchdowns out of uh, Rondell Moore. So when he's on the field, they're using him. Uh, so I definitely want somebody like Rondell Moore in my lineup. He's he's a great flex to have. So uh, KJ Osborne, three percent rostering in Yahoo leagues. He is the Minnesota Vikings number three receiver. And a lot of times we often say. You know, don't need a number three receiver. But one thing we have to understand, this team does not have a tight end right now. Uh, they have Tyler Conklin and Chris Herndon. They don't have a tight end right now. They also are a team with a defense that is pretty bad. Um, by pretty bad, I mean really bad. And so because of that, they're going to be an offense that is throwing the ball a lot. 
We see we we've seen Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson be productive through two weeks. KJ Osborne has been productive through two weeks as well. I think that continues because of how again how bad this defense is and the lack of targets available to Kirk Cousins in the past game and the attention that Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are getting from defenses. Uh, Henry Ruggs, 35% rostered in Yahoo leagues. He's another guy has to be uh, in consideration in terms of uh, how I value him. Derek Carr is a little banged up right now, and so is Mariota. So I don't even know who the third string quarterback for the Raiders is at this moment. But um, Henry Ruggs is probably, yeah, I mean, I'm not, with receivers, I don't put a lot of value into it uh, through waivers because, again, any one of these guys I can feel comfortable picking up and starting this week. Um, Michael Pittman is probably the guy that I want just because he's he's got that 11, tar- 11 12 target uh, pedigree in him, the touchdown upside because of his playmaking, uh, of his size. So I, I really like Pittman, uh, Hollywood Brown. He's attached to Lamar Jackson. We know that this offense might throw the ball a lot. Uh, I just, you know, with guys like Rashad Bateman and and, you know, Mark Andrews potentially getting more involved. I don't think that um, I don't think Marquise Brown is going to keep this up. Hollywood Brown's going to keep it up for the rest of, the, you know, for for the ref for the long haul, essentially. Uh, Rondell Moore is a guy that I definitely you obviously know that I want. Um, I think he's somebody that will eventually pick it up again. Like I said, uh, have some spike weeks, but have them with some more consistency. Uh, Sterling Shepard. That's probably where I would go after that. Uh, you know, he's he's going to be a top three, top four, top three option probably in this offense from year out. So, you know, a strong PPR PPR option. Uh, K.J. Osborne, I'll probably put Henry Ruggs. Some, it depends. What, it really depends what you're looking for too, right? Because we always say this, the receiver position is it's a flavor. Or do you need the PPR guy or does your lineup need some flavor to it? Does it need, does it need some boom? Um, you know, or do you need a little bit of both? Because if then you just go Rondo more. Um, but let's move on to the quarterback position. And there's three guys really that I'm, I'm gonna talk about today. Uh, Daniel Jones being the first rostered in 19% of Yahoo leagues gets to go up against Atlanta, who gives up the most fantasy points per game uh, to the quarterback position. He has a rushing floor. Ran for 95 yards on Thursday Night Football. So, and like we said, it could have been more. Um, the next guy I would target, Sam Darnold. Yes, going to talk about my guy, Sam. 15% rostered, going up against the Houston Texans. Uh, he's played well through two weeks, obviously surrounded by uh, weapons in Robbie Anderson, uh, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. So definitely looking to... Uh, pick up Sam Darnold in a in a nice matchup here against the Houston Texans. Jimmy Garoppolo, 10% rostered in Yahoo leagues, going up against going up against Green Bay. Um, you, you know, like I said, there's that chance always that Trey Lance is going to vulture Jimmy G in a way, like he did honestly the other day, throwing a five yard touchdown pass, and he did in Week One as well. Um, but this is a good offense. The running backs are banged up. I I think that they're going to have to use uh, Debo Samuel and, and Brandon Ayuk 
in some creative ways on offense. And so Jimmy G, uh, I think against Green Bay, will have some some uh, some good production there for you. Uh, and a tight end, if you need a tight end, there's only really one that I'm going to recommend right now, and that is Jack Doyle, rostered in 1% of Yahoo Leagues. Um, been pretty good through two weeks. I had 13 PPR points this past week. Uh, and, you know, the, we uh, we obviously know this offense likes to utilize the tight end position. Seems to be involved more than uh, Mo Ali Cox or even rookie Kylan Grayson. So Jack Doyle, uh, if you need a tight end, he's literally go check your league because he should be rostered because it's 1% of Yahoo leagues. So that being said, I think that's it. I don't have anything else for y'all. So hope you enjoyed it. Make sure, again, you're subscribed to the podcast, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however it is you're listening, however it is you're consuming this content. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. And um, just keep rock, just keep rocking with us because we promise y'all it's going to be worth it in the, in the end. So uh, with that being said, and hopefully you won your matchup. If not, remember, it's a long season. It's one week longer this year. So definitely you always have a chance. You're, you're, not, you're not out of it until you're mathematically eliminated. And so we're just going to keep working the waiver wire. Make sure you check out who's been dropped on that waiver wire. And uh, let's make some moves, y'all. Until next time, have a good one. We are out of here. Peace.